Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Here we go. Wow. What up, Pie Fivers? Uh, you know the drill. It's your boy, Hi-Fi Tom, and I've got my very, very, very good friend here, the the Oakland-nominated podcast host of the year, uh, Will. Too slow. William Mercier on the other end here. How are you doing tonight, Will? First of all, Tom, you use way too many berries. I'm not a good person. I'm just making healthier choices with this point agave ranch water. It's only got two grams of all-natural sugar, Tom. Ah, well, you know. Healthy choices are good, Will. I mean, maybe, maybe they'll send me a, a, a coaster or a keychain. They might. They might. So, I mean, guess they get a free plug here. So, see if we can get some advertising. I, have, uh, I know you haven't listened to the Wizards necessarily as long as I have, but did, are you familiar with like the, 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 the Twisted Tea? Kind of. I know. So, they used to basically plug the shit out of the fact that they were always drinking Twisted Tea. Like all the time. I've never had a twisted tea. And this is before they did video. So they just said, Oh, we got those twisted teas, we got the twisted teas. So they finally decided to reach out and say, Hey, you know, we've we've pretty much advertised your drink. You know, we're a we, a, we are a weekly running show, we never miss a week. We've been going on for I mean, at this point it would have been like five or six years, whatever. Uh I don't know if you could could hook us up with anything. So they they sent them like a little package that had like a keychain, a coaster. So not even like one for each of them. Wow. Did they stop drinking twisted tea after that? Pretty much, yeah. Or at least stop stop mentioning it. That's that's some shady shit, Jesus. But I mean in brighter news, I technically I'm technically working two jobs right now, Tom. I signed the paperwork, so I, I technically started today. Wow. Look at you. Look at me. Actually, when you your last day at your first job will be my last day uh, for the season, barring a miracle if the Brewers somehow make the playoffs. So I'll be down to two jobs. Do they, they have a chance? They do have a chance. Um, they did win today. Uh, they did beat the Mets, but they're last I checked, I think they were like a game and a half behind the Phillies or two games. So, um, hey, you know, who knows? Maybe Tom goes to the postseason. Yeah, but if they even if they catch the Phillies, they're gonna have the the Dodgers first round. Oof! And they have to they have to win two games in LA. Ooh. Yeah. So that's a, that's a tough gonna, one. Even though I'm going to be home this year for a playoff run, um, yeah, it, it's not looking good. So, but it'll be it'll it'll be more chances for me to 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 watch more quality Ring of Honor TV, and I can watch the new Ring of Honor World Title World Title Reign that's going on currently. No, you we don't need to worry about that. But speaking of beautiful things, Tom, look at you! Happy belated birthday, buddy! Oh, thanks, well, yeah. You don't look a day over 40. I don't care what Faith says. That's good. She might come over here and stab you for saying that. So we got married when I was 40. Shut up. How? I should know this, but how old are you? I am 45. 
Yeah. So, but uh, now that the birthday's passed and uh, we are going into the winter. Like, I, I, I don't think, if it makes you feel better, I just don't think of you as old as you are. Oh, that's I act if, like. if, that's, if that's a compliment or not, I don't know. <laughs> No, I mean, dude, I mean, you've witnessed me. It's like when you say, oh, I was bartending for 25 years. It's like, Tom's old enough to have bartended for 25 years? Yeah, well, of course, in Wisconsin, you can pretty much bartend when you're eight years old. So Right, you can see over the counter, you can start slinging drinks. Yeah, so, no, yeah, I had just turned 20 when I started bartending. I was I've been 20 for 12 days. So, yeah, well, I mean, I haven't bartended in five years, but. I mean, Will, in, in your defense, I mean, you did witness me not know how to close a fucking shower door in a goddamn hotel room. You you knew how to close a shower door. You just didn't know how to open and close that shower door. Yeah, and take a shower at the same time. It's a, it was some ritzy-ass hotel, Tom. You weren't prepared. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was something, so. But, Will, you know, this time we won't have that problem, so. Um, do you know if you guys, so are you guys coming down for sure? Do you know yet or? or I'm making, I'm making on it being a yes. I need to start, uh, I, I told her I want to kind of like map out the stuff we wanted to do. Right. Because we'd only be coming down for the Friday, Saturday, and then going home on Sunday. Right. So just whatever, like, because Friday would probably just be a travel day, maybe some small stuff. And uh, Saturday, Saturday would be the the big like we're going around and do stuff day. Yeah. So we gotta kind of plot everything out. Try to find. We want to try to find a hotel that's kind of like nearish everything we want to do if we can, and that's close to the station. Yeah. I mean, um, listen, you can always check Airbnb too. So that's what we did last time. You know, I mean, we had a little room. I mean, it was obviously a little pricey, but. We were close. I mean, we were within walking distance of everything we had, so. Yeah. I mean, I think our little rinky-dink fucking hotel room, I think, cost us, what, 120 I think, so. And that thing is probably a quarter of the size of my apartment, so. I mean, 120 is not bad. No, yeah. I mean, they comped, you, they comped us up, too, so maybe the room we were actually in might have been worth a little more because we were higher up. Yeah, I mean that wasn't that wasn't that room wasn't too shabby for I I if I could call them and be like hey Astana I wanna I want this room I've still got the key so you don't even have to give me a new one <laughs> yeah I, I you know I still got mine in my wallet too so that's an important memento to me yeah you know that was a that was a that was a big deal for for me to go to New York all by myself for the going to a big city all by myself. To meet some stranger, meet some stranger I after I get off the train. You met on the internet. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking teenage horror movie of the week. But look at that. We were both fine. The biggest problems we can't had coming out of the weekend was Tom didn't know how to close and open the shower. And somebody thought Tom was homeless. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did miss my first flight. And I had to take, which it was okay, because I ended up taking my the bus to Chicago. And then my flight home was delayed so much, I ended up taking the bus. And I think I actually got home, because, I mean, Chicago and Milwaukee's not bad, and there's a pretty regular bus shuttle between the two. Um, and I got home taking the bus, like, before my flight even left. I was like, I'm not fucking around with this. I want to see my wife. 
I miss my cats. Heard Yeah. that. Yeah, that was a fun weekend, so definitely for sure. So looking forward to having another one. yeah, and listen and uh yeah, I'll be there Thursday night. Um I think Rob says he might be taking the day off. Um, but I know Brenda's coming down relatively early on Friday, so yeah, just let us know when you guys get into town, so Hell yeah. So Brother, brother. yeah. Other than that, Will, uh, how's your how's your week been? You know, Tom, like, I could talk about my personal life all, all I want, but at least people don't want to hear that. They want to hear some, some Ring of Honor talk. So do we want to kind of touch upon our, our current feelings on Tony Khan's Ring of Honor? Or Tony Khan's Ring of Honor. Uh, not crazy about, uh, I tweeted it, Jonathan Gresham deserved better. Yeah, hundred percent. There's a basically non-existent build to have. Probably, you would argue one of the best Ring of Honor World Champions they'd ever had. He dropped in twenty minutes in an opening match of a so-so pay-per-view. Then he's been gone. Yeah, deleted all his stuff just for the person he dropped the belt to, who he probably would have been fine. Dropping the belt to Claudio. Yeah. Had they like built it the way that he, they probably would have, they could have had a, a better build to that. Yeah, the way he deserved. So, and now it's around the waist of Chris Jericho. Oof. That's a hard sell for me. Yeah. After, I mean, Claudio beat what Dax Harwood um... and Dustin and. Well, he had a couple decent matches, didn't he? Yeah, the matches were fine, but he didn't really wrestle anybody that was like... Well, Dax is probably one of the best wrestlers in the world, though. He is, but still, he's... I don't... I, I don't want to just say he's a tag team guy, but he doesn't have a lot of singles matches. Not that his singles matches aren't good. Yeah. But it's like, Dustin? Did we really think Dustin Reynolds was really going to be a serious contender for that belt? No. But Chris Jericho, and I, and like I said, like Chris Jericho, like the human being, I don't have heat with, and the guy works hard. I mean, he he's he's been doing it for forever. Um, he's, I don't he, I don't mind that Chris Jericho is getting a Ring of Honor title reign. I'm upset that it's now. <laughs> yeah, I just I, like if this was part of his like painkiller run when he went to like New Japan and stuff like that. It's been like okay. He's doing his run on the outside. He's getting to do all the stuff he didn't hasn't gotten to do yet. Now it's just like Tony Khan. It's just salt in the wound. Yeah, so I mean that you you disrespect PWI's number ten wrestler of the year, and now look what you're doing. It's like salt in the wound. Yeah, I mean, not too excited about it, Tony. If I'm gonna obviously, obviously we're gonna keep up with it, and if there's a new Ring of Honor TV show, we all we will probably watch it. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll give it a shot. But he's Tony Khan's got to make good on a lot of really questionable decisions. Yeah, a hundred thousand percent. It's this is fucking ridiculous. I mean, is there any word of like a TV show at all? I mean, me, I know neither of us have been watching, so we don't know. But I haven't heard anything more. Then 
it's still apparently happening. I mean, he he paid all that money for all this stuff. You got to think he's going to do something with it. Yeah, I mean, and who's the who's the who's the trios champions? The righteous, uh, death, right? death, uh, no death triangle. Oh, for Ring of Honor, it's Dalton Castle and the boys. Oh yeah, and Dalton Castle's not even with the company anymore. Dalton Castle's a free agent. You know, and you yeah. made, created this whole new trios title when you could have just made that the Ring of Honor title. Yes, I'm very happy that Death Triangle is the AEW tag or trios champions. I'm wearing a very sweet Pentagon Junior t-shirt that my amazing wife bought me for my birthday, but I didn't realize what it was till about looking at it for two minutes because I'm fucking stupid. But um, listen, Tom, you, you want to talk about fucking stupid? I'll, I'll share this. Uh, I'll share this one story. Uh, so twice now, I've talked to the hiring manager for this new place that I'm going to. And on two separate occasions now, I've called her the wrong name on my way out. How wrong? It's uh at least starts with the same letter. Okay, that's good. The worst part is like I spent the whole so like today I did like all my paperwork, did like the tour, did like all you know the the shaking hands, kissing babies kind of stuff you do before you actually start. And it's like call them the right name whole day. I talk to other people I know about you know if I'm referring to this person, I get their name right. The whole time. I talk to them. I call them the wrong name. So, I don't know. I'm going to have to bring in like a little spray bottle. That's. It's just for if I use the wrong name. Like, I don't know what my issue is. That's hilarious. Talk to this person for two hours. And then it, the last thing I say to them is, oh, thanks. You know wrong name see you uh, a couple weeks and they just look at me and I'm looking at them and I'm like I really wish I could say I did that on purpose to be like a callback I'm like I don't know what my issue is <laughs> well the paperwork signed before you did that though right so they can't take it back I mean it was a I also showed up an hour early which is good because if I didn't I would have been an hour late because I wrote down the date, but not the time. It was just... It, it was overall good. I think this is going to be a good move for me. However, I maybe don't come across the best. <laughs> At least not the most organized. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, shit, that, that's pretty funny, though. So that's totally something I would do, so... Um, well, real quick, Will, before we get into our question of dishonor, I do want to show out uh, our a Visionaries Global Media um, teammates, my good, boy, my good boy Brett, even though his Bengals are 0-2. Um, but yeah, he sent me an article that he did for the Sportster. Um, so he's been putting out a lot of articles and everything, getting published and everything. So nice. um, talking about, and I'm going to put a link for uh, for the article here in the episode. But uh, yeah, just kind of talking about... Um, Mick Foley's run in Ring of Honor, which kind of gets forgotten. Yeah, he had a little rivalry with uh, Ricky Steamboat and CM Punk. 
back in the mid 2000s. So, and uh, Mick Foley actually is going to come up a little bit later in our question of dishonor, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I just want to put that over. Uh, Brett, good job. Keep up uh, the great work. And uh, Brett sent me a big spreadsheet for stardom watches that I'm supposed to watch. So I got to get caught up for our show because this shit looks fucking crazy in a good way. Mick Foley recently in uh, my neck of the woods. Yeah. For uh, the, the Grand State Comic Con. Oh, nice. Oh, there's a good spoiler for Rampage, Rob says. One second, shout out to Rob. Baby Seal Clubber, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Bullet Clubber up. Okay. Um. Yeah, so shout out to Brian. We'll include that in there. Uh, it's a really great article. Um, and him and our friend Alex just did uh, their top matches so far the second trimester um, on the Brain Buster Boys. So I think, yeah, he's got, yeah, they do, they rate all this man. He's got like, I think he's got 300 and I have to remember like 300 plus four star matches plus he's watched so far this year. So it's fucking dedicated, but, but Will, my friend. This week's question of dishonor from our boy Brundon. Is the one and only at Irish Misfit. At Irish Misfit. And we will have a Ring of Honor Revelry meetup in the real life here in, in like a month. Imagine if we could have done this back at uh back in January. Yeah, if your boy Tom didn't well. I wanted to meet up, but all these assholes wanted to watch some fucking football game. I'm sorry, Tom. We oh. all wanted to see Tom Brady lose. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Wow. Got getting those those slick spoilers. Oh shit. You wanna know? I don't know if I don't Well actually no, this comes out after um, but if you haven't watched Rampage, um, sure, turn down the volume for the next 10 seconds. But the Great Muda showed up. No shit. Yeah. Can't believe they dragged poor Great Muda all well, the way he's not, over. He's not his retirement tour, so I don't think this is his, I this is his last match. It just says Great Muda final. There's oh. no way he's having his last match at AEW. <laughs> I mean, no way. Even Tony Khan doesn't have enough money. Money likes New York. All right. Sorry, Brendan. We're going to get your question of dishonor here, real quick. But thanks, Rob, for that spoiler. Brendan, your question of dishonor. Um,. Do you remember the main event of the first wrestling show you ever went to and also any other memories that come to mind about it? Um, and his uh, was his first was a WWF house show in 1996. Uh, main event was Undertaker and Mankind and it was awesome, I bet. Really the only other thing I remember is Vader knocking out uh, the Heartbreak Kid and Goldust kissing him when he was out. <laughs> That sounds about right. Um, and Willie said you remembered yours, huh? A pretty fucking banger ass match you saw. Yeah, I I kind of got into watching wrestling later. 
had some video games, but mom and dad didn't want my brother and I watching it. Because we thought we were trying to imitate the moves on each other and shit. We still do. But it would have been towards the end of 2002, or no, maybe it would have been like 2003. But the main event was a heel Doctor of Thugonomics, John Cena, mm. against uh, world champion, or WWE champion, I guess, Brock Lesnar. This next big thing, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Cena cut a rap. Lesnar came out. He ran. They, like, were beefing, like, outside the ring. We were sitting in the balcony, so we couldn't see a lot of what was happening. But, I mean, it was so cool to be like, oh, these are, like, the, the guys I see on TV. Like, you get an idea for, like, how big some of these guys are. Yeah, like you, like there was a match. It was, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Benoit Rhino against Big Show, and probably would have been A Train. Yeah, and to see that size disparity, like in real life, to see the the Chris Benoit eyes to nips at the Big Show. Hmm. It was cool. I mean, it was. I've always enjoyed that for me, like growing up watching wrestling was like a communal thing. Like we'd tape it, we'd watch it. So like it's it was me, my brother and my father. Memorial yeah. Auditorium. Burlington, Vermont. That's cool. Which would be where we would go. You know, saw a handful of shows there. Okay, that's that was the first one. So would that have been considered like an A show? Because I know they do like bad. Well, I don't. Were they doing A, B, and C tours back then? In that I time? have I have no idea. I just know there was Raw touring shows and SmackDown touring shows, and we were. I watched SmackDown for a long time before we started watching Raw too. Yeah. I don't remember a ton of other matches. That would have been specifically at that one. I got a Brock Lesnar t-shirt. That's cool. Because I was a young Mark. Didn't like the bad guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, that happened, so. Um, but yeah, real quick. Uh, yeah, but according to Rob, so I guess the Muda came out to save Sting. Oh, that's cute. That's actually pretty fucking rad. I, I kudos to to AEW for that one. And uh, oh yeah, I'm still a little irritated how they handed this Malachi Black thing too. By the way, but anyways, um, but yeah, back to our question, Dishonor. Sorry, I'm loopier than usual today. All right, all right, Tom. So what is what's yours? Mine was also a WWF um house show, but this is on the SummerSlam 1990 tour. Um, at the Milwaukee Bradley Center, which was also home of where the, the Mega Powers exploded a couple years earlier. Um, but the main event, uh, they were doing this um, kind of as, as a practice run, but it was Warrior versus Rude in a steel cage. Um, a lot of fun. It wasn't as good as their match that they had at SummerSlam. Uh, that SummerSlam show might actually be a sleeper, one of my favorite WWF matches ever. 
Um, I do know Hulk Hogan was on the show. I bought a Hulk rules. He just came back after Earthquake had squashed him. Um, he added a fourth commandment. So, uh, yeah, it was a good time. And then I saw a couple other – well, actually, I saw King of the Ring, but then my first indie show – actually, my second indie show. I don't remember my first – I remember my first one, but I remember it was, but um, – was in June of 1998, Will. And uh, Mick Foley defeated Trevor Adonis for the Great Lakes Championship Wrestling Championship in the Eagles Ballroom in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Do you know what else Mick Foley did in June of 1998, Will? Is that uh, butts and seats? He literally got thrown off that cage a week before. Oh. Yeah. Cafe breaking. Yeah. Um, I mean, he did actually take that fall, and that was rough. Yeah. I remember having, like, the cafe bubble busted because, like, Nathan Jones – I saw Nathan Jones on a show, and on TV they had just had his ankle smashed in. Yeah. Well, like, he's got his ankle smashed in, like, two days ago, but he's here. He's fine. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. They also screwed up so, like, Half the people at one of the shows we went to all came out to the Crash Holly theme. Yeah, it's like why is everybody coming out to the same song? Do they not have their own music? <laughs> That's funny, but yeah, I uh, I I talked to Mick at a meet and greet. Uh, but yeah, later that day, and I kind of asked him how he's feeling. Just kind of looked paused around, looked at everybody. He's like fucking sore. So yeah, he beat Trevor Adonis. So I still have my Polaroid picture from when I met Mick Foley. So, yeah, I've never met Mick. I uh, when I grow my hair out, though, I do get told that I have a passing resemblance of my wanted dead shirt. Yeah, I have a couple more teeth, though. Yeah, I also once the yeah the beard will be back a little bit, but yeah, I'll I'll probably get my Mick Foley comparisons again next time I go to New York. So. So yeah, well, uh, Brandon, thank you so much. Hopefully, we can get this uh, booking of the Women of Honor tournament here for 2012 going soon. Whenever I figure out how to do that, but uh, thanks again, Brandon, and we will uh, we'll hear from him next week. We'll see you in about a month, my friend. So, yeah. All right, Will, and now on to uh, our our usual scheduled programming. You want you want to start with Road Rage? Yeah, let's get it done and over with. And I don't it's mean road rage, folks, from Providence, Rhode Island. Guess what? You said, "Damn, this boiling point show seems pretty slick." I wish I could see the other matches that happened on that card. Well, you're in luck. Yeah, um, that's why I say let's get it done and over with. Um, if you hadn't seen Boiling Point, you're in I luck. Mean, you do at least get a decent handful of matches. Um, and good matches, um, because I mean, obviously, um, and we're gonna we're gonna go over this. Um, sorry to anyone that actually already heard us go over boiling point already. Um, but we do want to. Someone is this their first time listening to Ring of Honor or Ring of Honor Revelry? Um, but I mean, this first match is one of our match of the year contenders, though. I mismatched and that Roddy Strong versus Mike Mondo match. Um, literally, people go out of your way to watch it. Uh, these two beat the piss out of each other, um, you know. And this is this is the one, you know, how Mike. Mon- you know, if if you don't know, we are big Mike Mondo fans here on this podcast. And uh, this is the one where he did that uh, that figure four headstand into a bridge thing, you know. So 
Yeah, basically he blew out his shoulder. Roddy broke his nose. Um, a lot of stiff shots. Um, yeah, great match. Find it. Um, you know, at the end of the day, Roddy won, but with a sick kick. But yeah, these two beat the piss out of each other. Uh, but real quick, Will, um, uh, in between that match though, we did get um some confirmations for Glory by Honor. Uh, we are confirmed that it's Kevin Steen versus Michael Elgin for the Ring of Honor Championship. Boy, maybe that provided he doesn't lose to a Rhino a death before dishonor, right? Yeah. Boy, Will, maybe that match will be a Falls Count Anywhere match or some other kind of stipulation. You know, we'll have to wait and see, Tom. I know, because it's it'd be very special because Kevin Steen has never had a stipulation match this whole title run. I hope you catch a sarcasm in my voice because your boy High Five Tom's about to go on a rant here in about half an hour or so. Oh, Jesus. Uh, not about Jesus. I mean, I've ranted enough about Jesus, but um, we also find out that uh, Michael Bennett and Mike Mondo, uh, for the honor of uh, Maria Canellis, will also be battling. And Adam Cole's going to be fighting Eddie Edwards. We get another aw shucks promo from Adam Cole. So, And we did get Ring of Honor, which kind of puts more light on here. Um, bless it. But and they did confirm that Elgin's getting this title shot. Because he's actually cashing in his survival of the fittest because he won it last year. Um, so nearly a year ago. Yeah, almost to the day. Um, it was pretty funny because, I mean, he doesn't talk a lot. So, and he was actually just in Milwaukee on my birthday. Um, but he's very Canadian. Very, very Canadian, his promo. And he's rocking an Orioles hat. So, I mean, he's endearing himself to the Baltimore fans. Uh, Michael Bennett tells everyone he's going to put the fear of God into Mike Mono for touching Maria. Uh, Cole and Edwards, you know, you're my friend, you're my mentor, but you know we're gonna we're gonna fight it out for this championship. And then, um, and we're gonna find out uh, Richards versus Lethal, as Jay Lethal's working up towards his title shot. Um, and like we talked about last week, Will, the survival of the fittest. We got twelve men. They're going to battle. We've got six matches going on through October with the final uh, coming at the end of the month. So hopefully this is not fight in February. I mean, well, probably not. I mean, it's interesting how long it actually takes for them to air out this tournament. Especially if they're only giving us maybe one match a week. Yeah. So hopefully that picks up, but... We'll touch on that next week. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but after that, we get a four this uh quick highlights of uh the four way match for Ring of Honor contracts. We have um your favorite, my favorite, uh Ring of Honor favorite, Matt Taven, uh versus Vinny Marsegu, also of uh, Shining Wizards favorite, versus QT Marshall versus Antonio Thomas. Uh make a long story short, QT wins the match. Um once again, you know, if you need the link, Will hit me too. It's on Tubi. It's called The Wrestler, the QT Marshall story. It's pretty good. It's a nice 75-minute thing, so Will, thanks for showing me that. Um, gets the pin on our boy, Matt Taven, unfortunately. And then we get more highlights of uh, Brutal Bob versus Adam Cole. Um, Brutal Bob, you know, honestly, I mean, he's a little slow. I mean, he's not brand new, but decent technician. I mean, he's yeah. a good mat worker. Tells a great story. Um, but, yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, Adam Cole is trying to get over this figure four. He's really, he, I'm going to make that figure for a, a finishing move. Gosh darn it. Um, Should have called it like the Gator Grip or something since it's from Florida. 
Yeah, yeah who knows? So, uh, but afterwards, Bennett and Maria come out. Um, they start beating up Adam Cole, but then Edwards comes out with Sarah Del Rey, and that leads to our main event, Will, which is not the main event of Boiling Point, but it is Mike Bennett, who has been announced for the AAW Gym Lineman Tournament, and shout out to my buddy, Coach Gene, who thinks he's going to win the Gym Lineman Memorial Tournament, uh, but we'll hear more about that in the coming weeks, uh, versus Eddie Edwards and our Stone Cold Lock pick to be the runner-up of the first Women of Honor champion in 2012, Sarah Del Rey. Um, honestly, the, you know, like we talked about, match <coughs> was a bit more competitive than we thought. Um, but we're both Sarah Del Rey fans. Um, you know, Maria, I mean, to her credit, she plays a great shit-ass heel. Um, yeah, in the bet, uh, you know, in the end, um, Sarah Del Rey knocks Maria out of the ring, uh, chases her under the ring, strips her naked, uh, throws her clothes at Mike Bennett. Mike Bennett gets distracted, gets caught in a one leg crab, and Eddie Edwards and Sarah Del Rey get to win. So, yeah, it's an interesting choice. Yeah, you know, kind of Nigel kind of got, you know, kind of got a little creepy, and the crowd starts chanting, Thank you, Sarah. and we can't confirm whether or not that's thank you for beating up Maria Canales or for taking off her clothes. So that was TV this week, Will. Um, you know what I call that, Tom? An hour of my life I didn't spend watching Ring of Honor. Yeah. You know, I it's it, it gets a little, you know, I mean, I know these TV tapings, it, it's tough. They don't have enough. Um, at least they're, they're putting something out every week. Um, but Will, like we always ask, would this have intrigued you? Um, you know, your first time viewing. Um, I would have been intrigued that they're showing event like events, you know what I mean? Not just like here's our show, but it's like here's the event. I would have it would have been a little weird to me that it's like, oh, they're saying this happened like a month ago. Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah, I think that I don't think this is an eye pay per view. I do think this is a strict DVD house show type thing. Um, so, but yeah, it, you know, it's you know why buy it when you can watch it on TV. But yeah. you know, but will the main event of our our episode this week is Death Before Dishonor that took place on September fifteenth, two thousand twelve. Now, will. Do you remember what you were doing on September 15, 2012? September 15, 2012. So I would have been getting ready to go to a different school for my senior year because my first school shut down. And we got we all we all thought it was coming. We didn't hear anything for a while about it was in a close or not. And then when uh I don't I don't mind sharing this name, fuck Bob Baines. Um he when he emailed all the students and the staff about the school closing, he didn't edit the text he sent out. So he included the opening lines of saying stuff like, Hey Bob, here's something you can send out to all the the students, faculty, and family, uh, you know, just copy and paste it, 
and it's good to go. So he included that part in the thing that was sent out to everybody. So not only were we told that our school is closing, uh, we we also were it was shown to us that he didn't even write this up himself. And now that we thought he was going to write it up himself, but the fact that he just copied and pasted it. Wow. Yeah. That's totally not what I was doing on this day, but I will, however, remember very clearly what I was doing. You, you shared a picture of this, Tom. You you were partying it up. You had a couple couple ladies with you. One of them had a razor very close to your head. Yeah. Um. I yeah. We uh had some. I was home. I was home that summer. Uh. So some friends uh, threw a shrimp oil. My buddy Jamie is up from the Virgin Islands. Uh. Kind of celebrating my birthday and everything. And yeah, I was shaving my trip. My shaved my head that day. Uh. For my first trip to South America. Because Tom's got this habit, if he's going to travel abroad, might as well shave your head because it's one less thing you got to worry about. So, yeah, so shout out to my friend Melanie for uh, for helping me shave my head that day. So Yeah, she didn't, as long as she cut you up that bad, so. Yeah, no, yeah, it was actually pretty good, so. Um, which is funny because I cut myself shaving for the first time in, like, 25 years on Sunday. Like, the, I know you can't see it right now, but I had to go to work at the stadium and my fucking lips bleeding the whole goddamn time, so. Right, got that little piece of toilet, like like the toilet paper sticking there, like you, you know, when you're yep. like fifteen. Yep. Um. Yeah. So that was a good time. It was a good party. Uh, shout out to everybody. Uh, shout out to yeah, to Byron and Kelly was there, and Wimmer was there, and know, Jamie was there, Blinky was there, Charlie was there. So it was a good time. So, yeah, that was before my first trip to South America, which you might hear uh or parts of on future Tom. Uh, podcast but will my friend before we get in depth before dishonor normally what do we do about this time will that was um, I'm, I'm not gonna lie i'm a little surprised that we haven't gotten the, the the zoom doomsday clock popped up yet no will we have not you know why Tom, did, did you spend the five thousand dollars to get the the premium zoom no no even better even better my wife got it for us for my birthday. You know, Faith's a real G. I mean, we we could have figured out the five, ten bucks, whatever. Yeah, it costs. So, so high fivers for the first time in many, many months, we are recording this over Zoom on Zoom Pro, and we don't have to take a break. Oh man, we don't have to forcefully take breaks. Oh no, no. So. Cause yeah, cause Will, I mean, I've been on the Zoom call for almost ninety minutes, so we uh we're live, pal. Yeah, so um, so shout out to my sunshine, even though she's sleeping. Um, but yeah, so that was so maybe not shout out, maybe a, maybe a whisper out. Right. So um, you know, so thank you for taking care of us. So yeah, this uh, we are all fancy now on the, on the Zoom Pro, so we get a, you know, and I think we can have up to hundred people in a meeting. That's too many. That might be a little much, so. Um, but, Will, we were in Chicago Ridge, Illinois, just outside of Chicago, Illinois, for Death Before Dishonor. Our opening match was uh, a semifinal in the Ring of Honor Tag Team title uh, in a CNC Wrestle Factory versus Scum. I don't remember. Are they calling them CNC Wrestle Factory at all? Or are we just making that up? Not yet. Okay. That's really stupid. Um, so, spoiler alert. 
they do call them that at some point. Okay. Because they, when I started watching, it was around the time that they broke up. Okay. And so when they get to that point, they're calling them. They might have mentioned it like here and there, but it's not like a thing. It's not like an established uh, title. Yeah. The class of Ring of Honor here, um, they've only got Kevin Kelly on the call. Audio issues. I, I wrote audio issues at Ring of Honor. You don't say. Yeah, I, I had to. I had to chuckle. Um, and they but, blame it on the heat later. The uh, heat inside the venue is the reason the the audio equipment doesn't work. Um, I mean Kevin, you know, kudos to Kevin Kelly making, you know. Making, I appreciate that he kept us up to date during the match. Like, oh, the, te- the technician's here. He's trying. Which you can see what? on the screen. Well, why? Why Nigel for the next match? Yeah, I actually got a little distracted because I was watching the guy fix the stuff on the TV because they were on the hard camera side. So, but they weren't doing voiceovers. I mean, they were doing that at ringside, right? Yeah, this mic seemed awfully like clear and quiet though. So I just thought, I don't know, but uh, good match, uh, super solid match. I mean, you've got. You know, you got Steve Carino and Caprice, two Wiley veterans, starting to match off. Uh, great back and forth. Um, CNC obviously works really well together. Um, yeah, at the end, at the end of the match, Caprice gets thrown in the ropes. Jacobs throws a chair at him, knocks him out. Carino rolls him up for the win, and as we predicted, Will Scum advances. So Scum advances to the finals. Remember, folks, if they lose any match of this tournament, not only the out of the tournament. They're out of Ring of Honor. Yeah. So, um, fun, man. I mean, I could watch CNC wrestle all day. Um, and just kind of watching them work. I mean, we talk about it all the time. And Jimmy Jacobs really is. He says it, but he really is a fucking genius. Um, a lot of fun. So, next match was kind of a, a fun sleeper match, to be honest with you. Your boy. We have, yeah. a, we have, we have a survival of the fittest qualifier. Which I didn't figure out till like halfway through the match. They they mentioned it before the entrances, but it wasn't like something obviously that was like heavily advertised. Yeah, because this match wasn't advertised. So, because goddamn that Tadarius Thomas, he had a fucking banging entrance song. Tadarius Thomas back again. Um, and I was kind of irritated because usually Ring of Honor puts the name of the song up and who it's by. They do for some of them, yeah. Um, but dude, that was a great fucking song. I really dug it. Like, I actually went back and listened to it a couple of times. I like that. I, I went down to one or one speed and everything. So, um, but yeah, Silent or uh, so Tadarius wrestling uh, Milwaukee Shiro, Tom's uh, running mate, uh, Silas Young, who started off in the Ring of Honor, actually running around with Austin Aries and uh, Ken Anderson back in the day, which I did not know. Um, yeah, like Will said, it's a survival of the fist qualifier. So if they, whoever wins this match gets into the pool of 12, which gets narrowed down to six, and then the yeah. six have a, it's elimination style, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be, yeah. Um, and to Darius, like I said, like we, we've talked about before on, on previous episodes, uh, mainly the Bruce City beatdown uh, with his innovative capoeira offense. Which was a great foil to Silas's quote unquote real man style. You know, like we always talk about, Will, you know, styles make fights, and these two killed it. I wish they would have given him a little bit more time, but man. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, Silas, um, 
Mrs. Misery has a fishing move. Um, and I asked him about why he always hits the ring pad like that. And he just says it's something he started doing. It's just a jinxing. So I've actually asked him that myself. Um, but yeah, but he misses misery and Jarius comes in and kicks his head off for the win. So I was a little shocked. I, I was a little, I was a little surprised too. Um, I don't know if I would have been as shocked in 2012. I mean, we're, we're shocked in hindsight because, you know, obviously Silas has a huge run in ring of honor going forward. Um, to Jarius does not, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, to Darius Thomas looked great. Love match. Good uh, stuff. Borderline match of the night, to be honest with you. Yeah. If they had given him more time. Um, there's Will, none of the matches on the card where I don't think were really like clunkers per se. So, no. definitely a great. I mean, and they, they keep it rolling with the next one. Yeah. I mean, these all matches were pretty quick, which, which was kind of nice. Uh, but then, Will, we've got a debut. Um, Kyle O'Reilly facing ACH. Um, this you know young what? new guy, ACH. Um, which is funny because they're both 24. Kyle O'Reilly back in Ring of Honor. He's been away for a wee bit. If um, you don't count him being at Cage Hostility. Jump up. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know much about ACH? I don't know a whole lot about like his like personal background, but I've or, always liked ACH. I've liked his yeah. matches, his stuff that he's done like PWG. Okay, yeah. Um, he wrestled. There was a match on uh, on an episode of New Japan Strong, where it was the whatever dojo kids against Brody King, ACH, and somebody else, and ACH wore like the balaclava and the chain the whole match. Nice. Because they all came out in like the Brody King wear. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a ACH. Huge... I mean, if if you're a WWE fan, uh, they they were gonna call him uh, Miles Jordan Miles. And uh, there was a shirt that somebody designed that did not go over great. That and, uh, that might be put it pretty mildly, Will. Um, if they want to Google it, they can Google it. But you really don't have to. The idea is. You already knew the WWE t-shirts were awful. They've been awful for years. That's a prime yeah. prime example. Except for the Kevin Owens shirts. The Kevin Owens Mania shirts are money. And I didn't get my KO Mania 6 shirt this year. I went on eBay to pick it up. But, yeah, they are pretty much dull. I mean, well, that was just very – it was bad. I mean, look it up. Look up Jordan Miles' WWE t-shirt. Um, ACH is great. He did – um. There was a great match in PWG where he was. I'm pretty sure he was Stone Cold because they threw like the gimmicks out. So like he threw on the vest and like he was like throwing stunners and like the middle fingers and like the mud hole. And... Oh, that he's was... great, and it's cool to see him. You know, make his Ring of Honor debut here at Death Before Dishonor Ten. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, you know, and my the my profile picture on my face space, you know, is a, a ACH T-shirt, so it's. The fuck racism watch wrestling t-shirt. So um yeah, and uh that reminds me, speaking of PWG, I just actually finished uh hooked up my Blu-ray player so I can actually watch Bolo from this year. So um but yeah, great match. Uh both are only 24th time. Um you know, I, I great striking match. I love Kyle O'Reilly got him in an octopus at one point. I kept grabbing the rope like an asshole. Um it was awesome. And then at the end of the match, ACH 
goes for the 450. Um, Kyle O'Reilly gets the knees up, and then Kyle O'Reilly gets in a triangle for the win. Um, but he doesn't he doesn't break the hold right away. So Kevin Kelly's talking about it's like, hey, that's gonna cost him some money. So um, and then after that, Will, we've got uh the second semifinal match, which I don't know why they didn't put these right after each other, but that would make too much sense. Uh, but we got Dem Boys, Denver School Boys, uh brothers versus Rhett and Haw uh Rhett Titus and Charlie Haas. Um, Charlie Haas, like I said, has been money lately. Uh, kudos to him. Um, you know, Briscoes. Uh, Robert Briscoes. Yeah. Um, but, I, uh, you're, you're also neglecting that. Uh, oh, I didn't. Shelton Benjamin was uh, coming out with, with Charlie Haas. And Charlie Haas and Trent Titus separate entrances because they couldn't agree about whose song to come out to. So Briscoe uh, came out first, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. And then Titus came out, and then Charlie Haas came out with Shelton Benjamin. And to Who's Benjamin's fun? credit, did not get physically involved in the match. No. Didn't get physically involved. I, I get you. So not saying he didn't maybe cause a distraction. Maybe he didn't, you know, cause a distraction here or there, but he wasn't, uh, it wasn't like you would have expected it to be. Yeah. Given uh, the history that, uh, greatest tag team and the Briscoes have had this, even just in 2012, Tom. I mean, we, we regaled people with these, these matches for months and months. <laughs> orders and, uh, you know, yeah, it was like half a year. Um, but you know, I, I did have to crack up. They actually had a Charlie Swallows chant going on. I don't know if you heard that. Um, but I say this is you know, it's the weekly thing. Will Mark Briscoe is a goddamn national treasure, and really, to be honest with you, he really kind of carried this match. Jay was not quite involved too much. Mark uh, is definitely the standout, yeah, which is, I mean, anytime Mark's and kinda, part of and a big part of that too is. Like Haas selling it, like he's doing like all the kung fu, like yeah. he's like barely touching him, but Haas is like selling it, like he's getting like battered. You he know. does like the the arm cross, like arm drag from the top, and Haas just like throws himself off the corner. Still good, um, you know. All in all, a really good match. Um, you know, obviously it didn't. All four of these guys have pretty good chemistry. Obviously, Haas and Red don't have chemistry as a team. But Rhett's got chemistry with the Briscoes, um, you know. But in the end, you know, Shelton does not get physically involved, uh, but he does distract enough from the Doomsday device, uh, and Rhett gets a roll-up for the win. And then uh, Shelton Benjamin goes fucking nuts. He's celebrating. He think he won the World Series, blah, 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 blah. Grabs Charlie's hand, raises his hand, and then there's a little bit more tension, so... Yeah, says uh, Benjamin's kind of just third wheeling on the outside there. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, and they they mentioned on commentary maybe shot Benjamin not too keen on his tag team partner winning the tag belts with somebody yeah. else. So, but we'll get there. That's that's uh that's our co. I'd say it's like a co-main event. I mean, that's yeah. this is a pretty big deal. Um, and I don't know why they didn't put this match second, but. 
I get you want to give it space. Maybe you don't want to do back to back. You still could have done it back to back and then had it later on. So it's like, oh, both these teams have had time to rest and whatnot. But, you know, it's all right. We have, we're not not booking it, Jim Cornette is. So we're not booking it. But you know what? We're barking it because the American Wolf comes down. He's got a Metallica shirt on this time. Master Puppets. He's, uh, He's he's got those basic bitch metal shirts. He had his motorhead shirt the last time we saw him. And kind of the same thing. If you watch Cage Hostility, you've heard you pretty much heard this promo already. Um yeah. he's sorry, he listened to the wrong people. He doesn't have any family more. His family's dead, but he doesn't care about the title. He just wants to be the best professional wrestler. And he's gonna start that next. Supposedly next week, Mike Bennett, Davey Richards, first of the twelve matches. Well, six matches, but for the the first two of the twelve, uh, first two men, yeah, first two combatants of twelve. Correct. Uh, to decide but, yeah. who's in survival of the fittest, and Tom, hunting season's open. Yeah. Oh. Because he's, he's back to the American Wolf, so the Wolf is back, baby. Um, but he's a fucking one man Wolf back, bark, bark, bark. Yeah, he did shout out, uh, you know that he had watched Joe and Kabashi matches. Um, shout out to Brandon again. That's his favorite match. Shout out to Brainbuster Boys. You can hear a review of Joe and Kobayashi on the Brainbuster Boys that your boy High Five Town did, and maybe sometime Brandon will and Tom will sit down and watch it together. I think that's going to happen in our future. Um, you mentioned a couple of our matches, but then he mentioned obviously um Nigel McGuinness, which let's say people, if if you're not familiar with Nigel McGuinness, um pre-commentary, watch Nigel. I mean anything with Daniel Bryan. I mean, prime example of a, a what if a what if guy. Yeah. If he if he didn't get hurt so much, if he didn't get those injuries, like what would have his what would his ceiling have been? Yeah. I mean, if he hadn't gotten hepatitis, but Thank goodness I just got my hepatitis B shot, and now I can't move my arm. So, awesome. That's a shoot, by the way. Um, but next, Will, we've got a fun match. Um, you know, a lot of people may not realize that Lethal and Homicide got some some history. Because uh, Lethal looks a little more clean cut in Homicides. Well, Homicide. Um, yeah, <laughs> same thing. I mean, Lethal's, you know... The whole thing that Jim Cornette says he's not mean enough, he's a better wrestler, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Lethal's invigorated. Uh, but he's fighting his mentor. Um, and as expected, these two go toe-to-toe. Uh, they don't pull any punches. Um, you know, they really do beat the piss out of each other. And uh, I do love the Wu-Tang-inspired homicide shorts that he's wearing. Um, and then Nigel randomly talks about how uh, homicide looks like Tony Montana. So... Yeah, Montana, so that was kind of random. Um, and at one point, Homicide throws the bell in the ring, and, uh, you know, Nigel's like, what the hell? Use the bell. Um, but, yeah, I guess Homicide had poured Drano Dom's Colt mouths at one point. I don't know. I was so intrigued by that. I'm like, you know, I don't usually go back and watch old wrestling, except for the stuff we covered here on the podcast. Homicide poured... I'm assuming it's like a gimmick bottle of something, yeah. but still, like, damn, I need to go find that tape. 
Now, I, t- and I talked about the movie you just watched was a, a version of Mean Girls, but have you ever seen Heathers? Nope. Haven't seen Death to Smoochie yet either, time. It's well, on the list, though. Death to Smoochie, you can hear a view of that with marking out with High Five Tom. But no you'll, way. Yeah, but you'll also be able to hear a review of Heathers. But the reason I'm asking, though, Will, is, spoiler alert, they feed Drano to somebody. Yummy. Yeah, yeah, you gotta watch the movie. It's actually a really good fucking movie, so it's one of my. I know a lot of people like it. I would, I would, I actually highly recommend it. But, um, but yeah, because of homicide, I guess Steve Carino is partly death, uh, deaf. Um, at the end of the match, though, you know, Lethal gives him several lethal combinations. Um, homicide kicks out. Uh, homicide spits in Lethal's face, and then he hits him some kind of weird pile driver. It was almost kind of like a, almost like a Northern Lights driver or like an Emerald Flosiony kind of thing, yeah. Where it was kind of like the cradle, the scoop, the yeah. Drop. Uh, it was something, something a little different. Yeah. So lethal showing that killer instinct. So, uh, then next wheel we've got the House of Truth. Oh, sorry. I think it was great that a homicide was willing to almost throw the match away because he was going to use a pile driver. Yeah. If Homicide don't care, Homicide Power Driver's band, you go tell them. <laughs> well, wouldn't that move that Lethal use be considered a Power Driver? So, well, what what do you consider, what's the degree you consider a Power Like, do you consider the, the cop killer to be a Power Driver? Yeah. Do you consider a Brain Buster to be a Power Driver? I don't know. Jim Cornette, we need some clarification here, so. I mean, Tadarius Thomas just spin kicked Silas Young. I mean, you could say that's just as dangerous as a pile driver. Yeah, well, I mean, the way he fucking kicked him, Jesus. Those educated feet. Yeah. But, Will, we've got the House of Truth. You got Michael Elgin and Roderick Strong versus Irish Airborne. Now, are you familiar with Irish Airborne? Or nope, but they said they're from the Midwest, so I'm ready for you to tell me all about it, Tom. So you, you really don't know anything about David J. Chris then, huh? I recognize the names when they brought it up. So it's the Chris, like the... the Chris Brothers. The Chris Brothers. They went on to be, what was it? It was oh, like... I, first... uh, um, Ohio over everything. or um, There was Sammy Callahan. Yeah, they were OI4K for a while, and then they were Ohio versus everybody. Yeah. Um, huge. One, yeah, huge in AEW. One, um, one, of, one of them is a piece of shit now, right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, great, they, great wrestlers. Yeah, they had a great run in Impact. Um, and the, oh, the see, that's what that's what I know them from is their, yeah, their uh, Impact run. I know them. Shout out to Travis. Uh, Travis, hopefully everything's going well with the wrestling special. Uh, but life and everything. So just shout out Travis. Just thinking about you. I'm not going to get into personal things, but he uh he hit me. They got they ran a promotion down in Dayton, Ohio called uh, Rockstar Pro. So that's where I kind of learned from about them too. So, um, yeah, Truth Martini cuts a fun promo though. Uh, at least it started off fun. But he says Elgin, you know, he pounds the stakes. A lot of hoopla. Yeah, and then uh, Strong Strong's the one that pounds the booze and the broads. Um, and then like we talked about earlier, tells Veda Scott to take her pants off randomly. Awkward, because you know there's. There's, you know, the, the, the rumors, there's the, the truth, there's the, the, the hoopla. 
Beta Scott, we're gonna we're gonna throw some hoopla hotties. It's, and we're gonna we're gonna party and take our pants off. I mean, I've been known to take my pants off in public a lot myself. So I I mean I'm not one to judge. Um but that's why your mom always told you never leave the house without clean underwear on. I took it to a different extreme, but those were the old days, Will. Um, yeah, I mean, not a bad – I mean, at least Irish Airborne, uh, the Chris Brothers, did look really good here. Um, obviously, it's going to break down with Roddy and Elgin. Um, Will, before I kind of get into the match, do you think this turn is taking too long? I think a lot of Ring of Honor's pacing – is off at this point. We like. I'm sorry. Like we we griped about it. How long the Briscoes and Bruce's Brisk tag team? Like that feud should have been done like in way before it was. And there's stuff like this where like it's been building for a while, but it's been like holding at that one point because there's only so much you can go up to. Without it just being done, yeah. It's... I mean, and it's, so we've been holding it that way. The only thing left to do is for him to just flip on Roddy because it's there; they're right there. But it's like we've been holding it there because we've been waiting. Like we won't wait to have it happen at this event. It's like, all right, well, then you should have slowed down getting there. Yeah. Um, you know. I mean, we, I mean, we always complain about, I mean, you know, I mean, we want long-term storytelling, but it's not even like it's been a slow burn either. It's been, I mean, it's been right there. They pushed it to, like, right there. It's not like it's been little things, so. Yeah, they, they kind of just dove right to the point where it's like, oh, he's going to turn on him. But yeah. it's been there for a couple months. Um, But, you know, I do love how commentary puts Elgin over. Um, We are, you know, at least I can say, oh, I forgot to uh, say that, uh, uh, Nigel McGinnis calls uh, Truth Martini Aslan from uh, Lion Witch in the Chronicles of Narnia because his hair was out of fucking control. Man, uh, it is out of control. Some people take their pants off. Yeah. Um, but Elgin does what, you know, Elgin does. Uh, you know, Roddy, you know, screws up the tag, won't take a tag, blah, 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 blah. Elgin finally gets to the point where he's going to win the match. Roddy takes himself in with a finger poke, uh, gets the pin, gets really excited. Right. Not only does not only does Roddy sabotage the tags, but even the heel commentator, quote unquote, is like, "Yeah, nah, he, I can't really cover that one." That's yeah, um, yeah, uh, but you know, and then um, Strong gets the Strong gets the pin, runs out, and. Uh, Michael Elgin's kind of left holding the bag. So uh, we'll see what happens later, though, Will. We'll see. But as we continue on here, Will, we've got Adam Cole versus our boy. I don't know. You don't like the Mike Mondo entrance, do you? I, li- I like the music. I don't I don't love the music. I don't like the, like, the beat was just like, it's gut check time. <laughs> no fear. I just think it's cheesy enough. Um, it's goofy. He's a goofy, he's already kind of goofy. He doesn't need, like, the goofy song to go over. And I apologize if Mike Mondo listens to this, for whatever reason, 
dog. If this is something you picked out on your own, then sure, I think it's fine. <laughs> but if it wasn't something you personally picked and produced and said, you know what, this is, I'm happy with this, you should have said no. Nah. Why yeah. don't you get me a blue smock molly or whatever, <laughs> like all the other major players. But uh, interesting um, side note on this match, though, is Matt Hardy's on commentary. That's right. Matt Hardy comes out um, to, a, to a mixed crowd. Yeah, they were not excited to see Matt Hardy. So this is definitely – Chicago can definitely be a very smart – Um, You know, and uh, no offense. I mean, well, uh, yeah, offense. I mean, I don't like most things Chicago, but um, it is what it is. Forget myself, I Frank. I I do have friends that are Chicago wrestling fans, but whatever. Um, but Mondo gets on the mic and he says he wants this to be a no fear title match, no time limits, no countouts. We're gonna have a goddamn winner. He doesn't say goddamn. Um, yeah, the uh, the fifteen minute time limit did seem a bit short. So, which is are, you, are you a, are you a man, Adam Cole? Um, but yeah, so they're they're toting Adam Cole's the second coming of Matt Hardy. I had never heard that before. I never thought that before. Right, people like, oh, there's um, is that part of the, oh, there's, there's a lot of similarities between you two. It's like really what? <laughs> because both of you are from the south. I, I yeah, but here's Jim Cornette again. But um. Yeah, but a hard-fought match. Um, say what you will about Adam Cole's promo skills. The dude the dude can put on a fucking match. Um, and obviously, we are huge Mike Mondo fans. Mike Mondo, please come on the podcast. We'd love to talk to you one of these days. I'm going to put that out in the universe. Um, but yeah, I mean, you see, I mean, it was funny. I mean, the match did go 18 minutes, so it didn't need the extra time. Um, but kind of a, kind of a weird ending here, Will. Um, Mondo can go for the curb stomp. On Cole, but doesn't I? You know, and obviously Matt Hardy is, is like, oh, you know, you're a competitor, even if you're respecting blah blah blah. Uh, but then he goes for a top rope leg drop, so I don't know what's gonna be worse. You're jumping on somebody from the top rope or curb stomping them, but he misses. Uh, then Cole slaps on the figure four and uh, taps out our boy. Unfortunately, it's about eighteen minutes or so. Uh, pretty awesome code of honor. Uh, but then Hardy comes in. You know, and uh, shakes Adam Cole's hand. He's like, um, you know, you were not better than you was at your age, and I'm still better than you are today. And he leaves with obviously very, uh, very mixed reviews, if not straight up booze. So, but Will, how excited are you for an Adam Cole and Matt Hardy program? Could be neat. Could be neat from like a match perspective. I don't think the the story part is going to really. Come together. Maybe I'm just thinking Matt Hardy 2000 or 2022. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I know we'll see. Um, I mean, obviously, the Hardys do have a lengthy history in Ring of Honor. So, uh, but will a match that you will be able to watch on TV next week. Yeah. Oh, man. We have Scum versus Haas and Titus. Uh, so I guess they made new belts for this. I don't know why. They but... brand new Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Belts. I would chuckle if they had to do that because Kenny King just left with one of the belts. But um, but yeah, with this match, you know it's gonna be a slug slugfest, and it sure was. Um, 
you know, it was a decent match. Uh, again, I don't really have a lot of notes on the match itself, but I mean, listen, Charlie Haas does a great job of selling. Rep Titus, that motherfucker's got a drop kick from fucking nowhere, though. I mean, I know that's why it's his finisher, but. Yeah, it's not so much now. His signature right now is the roller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Um, but yeah, but kind of weird. So um, Shelton does finally get physically involved. He uh, super kicks the living shit out of Jacobs. Uh, but wants Titus to make the pin, but Titus ain't having it. Uh, so then he slams Rip Titus. And Jacobs gets on top of him and gets the win. So we scum his new tag team champions. Jimmy Jacobs is a five time Ring of Honor tag yeah. team champion. Um, and, and then, then Benjamin pins all the loss to a uh, Titus. Um, so I don't know if Haas didn't see that, but they have a little conversation, and then all of a sudden they just start beating the piss out of Reptiles. Yeah, and they, they sold them a commentary that Haas wears it more on the surface, but Shelton Benjamin deep down is just as nasty, just as violent. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just got suspended for hitting someone in the face of the chair. Yeah, what a shame he had to go do the G1 when he was on suspension. I know. Man, what serendipitous timing that was, so... Um, but Will, our main event. The main event of the evening. Which, unfortunately, if you watch Ring of Honor consistently, has been spoiled about two weeks ago. But um, I did to crack up. You know, Kevin Steen comes out. There's a guy, a sign guy right in the front. Says, uh, you know, if Steen loses this match, we'll complain on the internet. Um, you know, it's hard to imagine that was a thing even back in 2012. But well, guess- the old, uh, like, the old, like, uh, what all of the column like uh, like the internet like chat rooms, the chat rooms and like the like the bulletin board websites. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't remember what they actually call them, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, not like quite dirt sheets, but it's like like yeah, dirt sheets. Tom, yeah, Those dirty not- internet marks. I know Twitter was around, and I mean, I was just late to Twitter, so. Uh, but, Will, I know it's getting late. I know it's been a long day. But Jim Cornell comes out, and he tells everyone, this isn't anything goes match. Again. So, you know, Steen, you, uh, you had success in a notice qualification match, and Rhino beat. Eddie Edwards in a notice qualification match, and Rhino's careers built on notice qualification matches. So let's just make this a notice qualification match. Those are both experts. Which would be fine if it wasn't every fucking Kevin Steen match. Cornette wants to get that belt off him, Tom. Any means necessary. Even Jay Lethal might get a shot at this point. Maybe if maybe if you thought about it, maybe you should just put him in a regular fucking wrestling match. I just I'm I'm fucking sick of all the I mean, I don't know. I think it just makes Kevin Steen look weak. That I mean, you're supposed to have these special matches, but if it's a special match every fucking match, it ain't so goddamn special anymore. No, uh, it's like uh you know, it's like the the booking a pay per view based around a match, like you don't need to have a hell in a cell match, then don't have it. Right? You, know? you know, and the corner comes out and like it's supposed to be like this big fucking announcement. And it just 
Wasn't happy, Will. I mean, I well, I mean, yeah, you can read the text message I sent you. It was it was fucking ridiculous, so but it is what it is. Uh Rhino versus Kevin Steen. Um, not a bad match. You know, lots of barricade spots. Um, Kevin Steen last spots where Kevin Steen rips up signs. Um, like we talked about earlier, Vegas got got kicked in the face. Uh, because Truth Martini pushed her in front. Um you know, a couple table spots, blah, 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 blah. But in the end, will Steve Carino in, and Carino and Rhino have history, but yeah. I guess they, they've never actually physically touched each other in the ring. Uh, but that changes uh, as Carino gets a gore. A uh, couple close calls. Uh, Rhino actually kicks out of the F-Sync. Um, but yeah, Truth Martini does get pile-driven, uh, the package pile-driver by, um, by Kevin Steen. Roddy comes in. Goes right out. Thought that was funny. Kevin Steen saw him coming a mile away. Um, and he's hurt for years. And he's done till the end. Um, thought that was pretty funny. But um, then Rhino goes for the gore on the table, but misses. Uh, Steen gets the F sink. And, uh, yeah, gave, uh, gets the win. So, like we had predicted, uh, Kevin Steen is still your world champion. But, Will, the story here is what happened afterwards. Michael Elgin comes in. He does. And he wants a piece of Kevin Steen. But, uh, and then Steve Carino and Roddy are in the match, and, uh, you know, uh, Elgin goes to powerbomb Steen, but uh, Carino pushes Roddy into Elgin. I thought that was kind of brilliant. Um, but Roddy claims he's innocent. Elgin doesn't go for it. And finally, and uh, Roddy says, blah, 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 wasn't me, blah, 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 blah. They shake hands. And he gets a part of first trouble and show ends. So finally, Elgin gets his revenge on Roger Strong. He does. Sorry, Rock Truth Martino will be on the TV next week saying there's nothing wrong with the house of truth. Nothing wrong with the house of truth. But it's all a bunch of hoopla. But we do get Kevin Steen and Michael Elgin at Glory by Honor. Uh, they are back in the Toronto area next month. Uh, so hopefully everyone looks forward to Will and I. Covering that show, so um, will real quick before we pull a train to station here. Uh, thoughts, concerns, observations, review. No, I mean the show was fine. I mean, I don't know if there's necessarily any like matches I'd say were like total home runs, but no I mean, it, was, it was a solid card. You know, the tag team tournament finals. Not really a surprise, but. You know, it's cool. Scum's got the belts. You know, they're your dominant faction. How great if we could pull them to now and have a Scum versus the Bloodline. Yeah. With El Generico? Hey, he's honorary use. Yeah. I, 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 I need more Sami Zayn slash El Generico. So, uh... What do you think, Tom? It was if, all right. Uh, if, if we were to take the main event stipulation part out of it, how would you have felt about it? I probably gave it a B, B minus. Um, I I like there was a lot of new blood. Um, obviously, you know, I like seeing CNC wrestle factor. I wish they'd gone further, but you know, I get it. Um, you know, seeing you know to Darius Thomas and Silas on TV. And uh, also, you know, Kyle O'Reilly and ACH, some just some young blood. Um, I know I'd give it a B. Yeah, B overall. Yeah. 
you know, it, it was it was a tad predictable. Um, nothing really, you know, shocking at all. At all, there were no real surprises, but you know, yeah, probably the biggest shock would have been Silas Young getting the not getting the win rather. Yeah, maybe, but it's still early. You know, it's it's. Yeah, because I don't. I mean, I know he was in the Bruce City Beatdown match. Had a great match with Mike Welgan. I just don't know how much he was been around before that. Um, but yeah, I mean, solid. I mean, if I'd paid for it, I think I, I would have been okay with it. So, instead of shaving my head, but so yeah. Well, uh, other than that, will you got any last thoughts? Anything you want to put over or anything? But congratulations on your new job. Now that we can officially announce it and everything. Thank you. Uh, no, just the usual stuff. If uh, you got a couple extra bucks and you got a local comic book shop, pick up, do a powerbomb. Issue four just came out, so there's only three issues left. Wow. So we are starting to wind down that story. And then, uh, also, shout out my friend Sam. She's got a book coming out soon. She's uh, putting a lot of legwork, and she's even got some Barnes and Nobles in her area that are going to be bringing in copies of her book. No shit. Yeah. Oh, well. Once you give me, a, once you get a link, let me know. It's a uh, some teenager vampire uh, romancey shit, Tom. So oh. she's uh, she's in the she's getting featured advertisement next stuff like Twilight on some web shop. So nice. That's where it needs. That's where she wanted it to be. That's where it is. So, well, that's cool. I mean, nice. And to be honest, my my wife would be all over it. So, and uh, shout out to my sunshine. Yeah, thank you for getting us our uh, our Zoom Pro now. So we don't yes. take fuck you anymore. Thank thank you, Faith. No more uh, me coming out of the room, pretty like, oh, you guys are done. Like, no, <laughs> no, we got we got six more matches to go. So. Well, sweet. Well, Will, on that note, I know it's getting kind of late, so we both got to get up kind of early, so I appreciate my friend. And high-fivers, we will talk to everybody next week.